Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. My man, Les Johns, covers Wake Forest as publisher of Demon Deacon Digest at 24-7 Sports and a writer for Deacon Sports Extra. Extra, excuse me. Les, how's it going? It's going well, Wes. Wes, uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, it's an exciting day uh, for Deacon Nation. I think I think uh, Wake Forest fans are pretty excited to see what tonight uh, has in store. Yeah, and so, Les, is this game and with the way that this season has gone in the conference, you've got NC State playing great basketball. Duke is Duke. North Carolina is back to being a powerhouse as well. And the Demon Deacons, does this season have an old-school feel to you where the Carolina teams, the Big Four, are up there clashing at the top? Yeah, it really does. And honestly, it's the first time I've been in the market since 2014. So this is the first time I've been around here to where all four teams are playing to this level. And and it's a lot of fun. I think, uh, you know, if you're Wake Forest, you're probably really sad that you don't get to play UNC twice this year and get them at home because, you know, if this is a game that was being played at Joe Coliseum, you know, it'd be a sold out, it'd be a sold out venue. And uh, I would uh, definitely give the Deeks a much bigger chance to pull off the upset. I mean, they're 42 and five in the last three years at home undefeated this season. And, uh, you know, this is a team that you'd, you'd like to showcase them against the Tar Heels in, in the friendly confines of Joe Coliseum. But, but they're taking the show on the road tonight. We'll see how it goes. And so North Carolina is 25 and five against Wake in the Dean Dome. And the last time Wake yeah. Forest won in Chapel Hill was in 2010, January 20th to be exact. So what's been your feelings from the Wake Forest fan base about this game? Is there optimism? Is there confidence? Like what is the mood uh, of the Wake Forest fan base right now? I wouldn't say confidence, but I would say a lot of optimism. You know, I ran a poll on Twitter today, and, uh, you know, the three choices I gave for the fan base was, you know, Wake wins, you know, narrowly. You know, UNC squeaks it out, and UNC wins in a blowout. And and right now, a, a little bit uh, favors a Wake Force win, but it's like 46% to like 42% for a, for a small UNC win, and with just 11%, you know, predicting a UNC blowout. This is one of those games where there's very few results that would surprise me. You know, uh, both these teams are, are high-level teams with a great starting five and some solid reserves. Um, you know, Wake Forest needs to shoot the ball well behind the arc. They need to take care of the ball, and they need to keep Efton Reed on the court. He can't afford to get in foul trouble in the middle against Armando Baycott. If they can do those things, they can be in it to the end. Les Johns joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can find his work on Demon Deacon Digest and Deacon Sports Extra. Also follow him on Twitter at Les underscore Johns. Les, what's the biggest difference between this team compared to the last two years that Steve Forbes has? Wow, biggest difference, I would say, there's a couple things that kind of strike me. One is the fact that there's like multiple guys that can handle the ball and can create offensively. You know, two years ago, it was primarily Alondis Williams. Last year is Tyree Appleby. This year there's Boopy Miller, there's obviously Hunter Salas, and then Cameron Hildreth. All three can take the load of handling the ball when they need to. So all that doesn't fall under the weight of one guy, you know, through the course of a 35-game season. And there is kind of this feeling that maybe Alondis Williams and Tyree Appleby might have faltered towards the end of last season because they had the weight of those shoulders. On, right on their shoulders the entire season. So I think that holds up better for Wake Forest. 
But then you also add in the dimension of Efton Reed being eligible. You know, he's been he's been on uh, the last, like, last nine games, and Wake has played a different level of defense since Efton Reed's been on the court. It gives them a good post presence in terms of being able to affect, alter, and block shots. But also, he's kind of like the quarterback for that defense too. He talks, he verbalizes, he helps his he helps his teammates get in the right spot. And when he's not on the court, you can really see a big difference. When he wasn't on the court last Tuesday against NC State, that's when the Wolfpack made their run. And that's why I say it's vital that he stays in the game today, does not get in foul trouble, and they're able to get a good solid 30-plus minutes from Efton Reed. Because not only does he create a, a good shot blocking and shot altering threat, but he anchors that, that defense. Um, but that's some of the biggest difference. And then you add in Damari Monsanto, who who just got uh, healthy again, and you, you pair him with Parker Fredrickson, you have a couple of lethal three-point shooting threats. It's a team that's kind of got a little bit of everything. They can create off the dribble, they can get to the rim, they can finish inside, and they can they can kill you from long range. Less, so I think it, that's what makes them different. Sure, and, and Les, something that's not so different is that I see Joe Lenardi, Bracketology, <laughs> They have Wake Forest as one of the first four teams out. That's actually dropping after the weekend. I saw you voice your frustration with that, and that goes into what I guess national media, what Joe Lenardi here, what the committee might think about the ACC. You know, you have North Carolina, you have Duke twice, you have the ACC tournament, so you still have some important games. But man, it feels like you got to at least get one of these other three and, you know, not lose too many uh, other games compared to uh, some of the teams that you're supposed to win. Like what, what is the realistic scenario for Wake Forest here, given their strength of schedule? Uh, the realistic forecast is just to win freaking games right now. Right. Uh, you know, if you look at the schedule going forward, it's kind of weird. I was looking at Ken Palm last night and, and coach Forbes, if you're listening, you know, turn this off. I know you hate talking about, <laughs> caring about Ken Palm or their analytics. But right now, Wake Forest is forecast on Kempom to win eight of its final 13 games. But three of the losses they have forecast are, are single one-point losses. That's Duke at home, that's Virginia, and Virginia Tech on the road. Right now, they're forecast to lose all three of those by one point, right? And obviously, they're scheduled to lose, according to Kempom, at North Carolina tonight by 10. Think about this, though, okay? If the Deeks pull the upset tonight over UNC – that obviously, obviously changes the analytical, you know, numbers, right? When we wake up tomorrow morning, if Wake were to defeat UNC, they not only would be 6-2 and two in the league, just one game behind the Tar Heels, they would be favored on Kempom in 11 of their final 12 games. You know, all of a sudden you're looking at a team that would be talked about in terms of contending for the ACC regular season cha- championship. That's how big this matchup is. It's not a game that they have to win to make the NCAA tournament, but it's a game that if they win, it opens up a whole new avenue of national recognition and and profile for this team down the stretch of the season. Les, when you look at this team and the contributions that they've gotten from different guys, and you look at a guy like Hunter Salas that came in only averaging four and a half points when he was at Gonzaga, and you look at what Afton Reed has been able to do going to two schools before getting to Wake, now they both look like all ACC caliber players, especially Hunter Salas. What is it about Coach Forbes and what he's able to do finding that magic with the guys and knowing how they'll fit and knowing how good they can be in his system? It's like, what is it, the, the Christmas movie that's like the Island of Misfit Toys or whatever? I can't remember which one that is. It's like, 
it's like wherever he finds the folks that aren't maybe necessarily making an impact where they are, he puts them in the right situation here in Winston-Salem, and and magic happens. It happened with Alondis Williams. It happens it happened with Tyree Appleby, you know, back-to-back ACC players of the year. And now we're seeing it happen with, with Hunter Salas and Boothy Miller. And Andrew Carr has had the transfer from Delaware has had a couple of great seasons. And, you know, Efton Reed, you know, the list kind of goes on and on. Um, yeah, he gives players a chance to use their strengths on the court. What I hear from guys like Hunter and from Efton that often is the word is the word freedom. You know, uh, Forbes isn't going to lose his mind if, if Efton Reed launches one from behind the arc and, you know, so far he's he's four for fourteen. It's not terrible, but it keeps the defense off it. Honest. Um, so it's freedom. It's a, it's ability to create. It's an offense that's free free flowing and and exciting. They're they're the like the second best offense in the ACC right now. They lead the league in, in uh, three point shooting, um, and and players love to to be here and and to play in this kind of environment. And then going to the game tonight, when you talk about Carolina, we know what Armando Baycott brings to the table. Yeah. He's the ACC's leading rebounder right now and averaging around 15 a game. R.J. Davis leading the conference in scoring uh, right now. But yeah. who's the player that Wake cannot afford to have a big game tonight, in your opinion, for the Heels? Oh, it's, it's weird for me to say this, but you can't afford for Cormac Ryan to, to suddenly find a stroke behind the arc. You know, for Wake to win, like I said, they need to limit turnovers. They need to be hot behind the arc against the best defending three-point shooting team in the conference, right? UNC is only allowing shooters to hit 23.5% behind the arc. Wake needs to get their share. But then they need to not let that be canceled out by someone like Cormac Ryan finally finding his stroke that he used to have at Notre Dame that just hasn't been here this season. They can avoid that. They can stay in the game. You can't allow a guy like Cormac Ryan to step in and hit four or five three-pointers. All right, Les, I don't have a basketball question for you. I'm looking at your bio, and it says that you collect comics, vinyl records, sports cards, and Funko Pop, something I didn't expect to see at the end. I'm interested in the vinyl collection. Can you tell me what is the best record that you have in your collection as we speak? Oh, that's an impossibility. Oh, my goodness. You know, I really got into Tom Petty, you know, a few year, a couple years ago, and I since yeah, I put together his entire his entire discography, including you know two or three box sets. Uh, the live anthology is great, uh, just fantastic stuff, just a lot of fun to listen to. And the recent live at the Fillmore box set was is fantastic. Um, I like a lot of hard rock. You know, I got a ton of Foo Fighters. You know, Coheed and Cambria. You know, some ACDC. Um, but yeah, my Tom Petty's are probably my yeah. favorites right now. That's a good, I feel like Tom Petty is the thing that everybody can agree on. Like Tom Petty yeah. is one of those bands that is going to hit no matter who you ask. They're at least going to like them. And that's why I feel like that's a great answer, despite it being an impossible question that you Les, said it Were was. you a headbanger back in the day, <laughs> listening to all that hard rock, man? Back, back in the day, I was 80s hair metal. Yeah. So I don't have any hair myself <laughs> right now, but I was into what they call the hair bands and you know, Motley Crue and Rad and Poison, for sure. I was into all that. It's so. more like it's more like less John Clayton because of the Slayer That's commercial. That's what I'm thinking about, too. <laughs> <laughs> Slayer's a little bit harder edge than I listen to, but, but I kind of get the vibe you guys are going for. I see it. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I love it. Less John Clayton, man. That's what that's what the nickname is now. After all that. Oh, no, that, I'm stuck now. That's the only thing I can I, think of. Yeah, last, I've had worse nicknames in the past, I'm sure. Yeah, that. we, we got to get on that comic conversation. And last thing, too, since Walker asked you that, I need to know what's the best sports card you have in your collection since you're a sports card connoisseur as well. 
I've got a, I found this at a random yard sale in Charlotte, North Carolina, about two years ago. It is a Fleer Michael Jordan sticker rookie card that literally is, sells for like tens of thousands of dollars on eBay, but it's got a little tiny niche corner. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, like I could get that sucker graded if it if it's been dim mint, and it probably would sell for like a hundred thousand dollars. Seriously, well, I mean, like that's... I found this and lost my mind. But it, it seriously does have a Dean Corner that made me almost cry when I noticed it. Well, I mean, even that, what is that worth now, though? Even if that's graded at like a six, a five, something worse than that. I, I know grading is a lot more strict than people realize, but that's still got to be a really important card. It is, and it and it is beautiful, except for that one stupid <laughs> top left corner that I'm like, is there any way I could just flatten this thing out? You know, I would love to like, fix it in some way but there is no yeah and I, I back during the pandemic i almost sent it off to get graded but like the wait times at that time was like like six or eight weeks or whatever or longer so i never sent off to get graded and right now i can't even tell you where it's located which is really sad oh, no. uh because i don't have my sports cars displayed in my in my office uh it, 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 I've, I've run out of room so anyway my vinyl collection has taken over <laughs> All right, well, that was Les Johns joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline of Beeman Deacon Digest and Deacon Sports Extra. You can follow him at Les underscore Johns for that and comics and vinyl and all that great stuff. Wake and Carolina get it on tonight at 7 o'clock. You know Les will be in attendance, and he'll have all the info for you. So follow him, Les. We appreciate the time, my man. Thanks for having me on, Wes and Walker. I appreciate it. You guys have a good afternoon.